This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is NFL Nuts. Sunday with Ryan Hannibal, Kirk Minahan, Rich Keith, and Christian Fourier. The ultimate football podcast. Let's get started with NFL Nuts. Sunday. Now here's Ryan Hannibal. Special guests on the Not Sunday podcast this week, Ken Laird. Ken Laird makes his Not Sunday podcast debut. Ken, how do you feel? And by special, you mean Kirk was not available? Kirk was not available, and Curtis. Curtis was not available Curtis either. was not available? Curtis said... Oh, he's Cur- got a big pudge uh, thing going on He today. deferred to you. He didn't give a reason, no, he no, just deferred to you. No, his wife's dog, their dog. So. Yeah. Expensive, I think, I heard. Yeah, he bolted out of here at, uh, at 10.05. It was crisis. That's right. People don't know this, so we, we go way back. The, the You and I do, yeah. Yes, the Farm Report podcast. Way, do we way, ever. way back. We we broke down the the Mauricio Dubons, the we were, we were well, way ben back. The Devers. Ben Attendees, we, the we were, Devers. We were hitting at the hot time. The uh around around the uh miners with all the uh affiliates. It was great. I enjoyed this. Uh, I, it would be tough to do right now. There's not much of a farm system left. This is true, but I think that maybe I should take some credit for, for where you are right now. Sure if you'd like to. And where am I? A, you're the, the, the you're, you're the senior producer of the number one rated show in Boston in, in New England. Thank you. Yeah. How about the hit piece that hit uh, eei.com today? Huh? Uh, what what hit piece you're talking about? I actually wanted to bring that up today. What what, what did you think of, of Lucy Burge's feature on on you and Chris Curtis? Well, as somebody tweeted at us, and I guess we retweeted it. It made us sound or look almost human, Curtis and I. Uh, I guess I have to agree. It, to be honest, I, we had no idea what was going on. Yeah, you guys were afraid of some like hit piece. Well, it was so strange. Lucy came in. You know Lucy, yes. nice young lady. She's been working here. Uh, well, she was in the mix for the producer job, for the DNC producer job, about a year, uh, year and a half ago now. Uh, and she's a, she. What is she, her official? Uh, she's a writer. She, she, she writes. She writes the, the website. Yeah. Um, so she spent a whole day in studio with me and Curtis, which is just weird. Just sitting behind you. Yeah, we don't like anybody in there, especially I don't like anybody sitting behind me. Taking and pictures, too. Jerry wasn't here that day, so that was strange. Yeah, and then Kirk didn't even... Kirk must hate her. I, he's he's definitely iced her out. Yeah. Kind of like Kyle Deleuze. Like, if you get too close to the show, Kirk has a generally negative reaction. Mm-hmm. So Kyle hasn't been back in in a while. Who else hasn't? Uh, Jet was in for a little bit, and we haven't had Jet back in a while. Jet, the producer. Yep. And then Lucy was suggested as a female host for Mr. Brainless a couple weeks back. Ooh. And Kirk put the kibosh on that real quick. And so she was in for this story that she was writing. Which you thought was a hit piece. And still did, probably, until it came out today. I'm still waiting for the other shoe to drop. This can't be it. I mean, I have some douchey quotes in there, I guess. You know, they don't call us the dream team for nothing and, and things of that ilk. But ultimately, it's a pretty favorable piece, so I don't know what's going on. I thought it was a great piece it that was, actually it, was, it, it told nice. the story of the show. There's I think no pe- I think I think over the air you guys get you know shit on and, and this made you human and showed what an important part you guys are to the show. All right, fine, but I'm still waiting for tomorrow. There'll be some we'll be bludgeoned. The, the other the, the other shoe will fall at some point. All right, so why didn't Kirk talk about the piece at I all don't know. on the, po- I, on well, the show they, today? They, they did sort of mention it at the end. 
Maybe that's tomorrow. But uh, do you think that he has a thing against Lucy? Is that why he, he doesn't want to bring it up? I think so. I think he's annoyed with Lucy. Yeah. You, were you and, and Curtis mad you guys didn't get this positive positive publicity on the show today? Hell here? no. I prefer never be mentioned. I mean, <laughs> I, I still feel uncomfortable with that stuff. I feel like I'm missing something. I think the, the joke is like over my head or something. I, this, there is no shooter drop. I think this is just a positive piece. Lucy's a good person. She wants to, to showcase you and, and Curtis's talents. Okay, well... Great. Glad I'm finally getting some, getting some respect at this place. It's been a while since the, <laughs> since the farm report was uh, was drawing big reviews. All right. Usually I ask these guys in, in this spot on, on the podcast their thoughts on the Tom Brady interview each week. Yeah. Um, I get to talk to Brady this week, by the way. Curtis well, dropped the ball and hung up on him. He hung up on he him? Why? He from Colorado and he, he blamed the phone as having like a bad connection or something. He said, Kenny, you, you answer it. So you talked to Tom. So I had to start the segment. I've got Tom on in one ear. Trying to tell Kirk that we've got Brady, talking mm-hmm. to Brady. Hi, Tom. This is Ken from WEI. He said, hi, Ken. How are you? Mm-hmm. Can you hear me okay? Hang on. We'll get to you. It was yeah. very awkward. Nice guy? Uncomfortable. Well, you know, the five-second conversation, yeah. he, was, he was nice. Would you, would you call him a friend like Pete Shepard? I might? would, yeah. But I think we're close. <laughs> um, like Michael Smith. This this week, it seemed you guys didn't have an idea that he was coming on. It's kind of out of, out of uh, the we blue. thought there was a chance he might come on on Tuesday, right. Based on the late night, yep. It was fine. I don't know what, what did you think of it. You've been, uh, by the way, you've had some harsh critiques of my friend Kirk Minahan's uh, questioning of Brady on past episodes of this podcast. Yes, which I'm not a fan of. But uh, of course, go ahead. Do you have any? I thought. I mean, this week? yeah. It's it's hard though. I mean, like, there's not much to ask the guy after a win, especially when he talked, you know, to the media eight hours after before the fact. Um, this week, I would have liked to have seen maybe a little bit more Martellus Bennett questions. I think Bennett was at, Brady was actually involved a lot in the the recruitment, so to speak, of of Bennett. He apparently sent him some text messages. I don't know if Kirk didn't see those quotes after the game or Jerry after the game from Bennett. So I would have liked to saw a little bit more on that. I just didn't think there was that. Yeah, much. they asked him one about getting up to speed right. in the offense and that. Sort of thing. There wasn't much to take away this week. I, I mean, it's hard to ask, the, especially after these wins like this. It's hard to really get into into stuff. So I can't really blame blame them um as a whole this year what do you think you think that you guys are getting the most out of the quarterback uh you can tell when he's on with Jim Gray those guys are so buddy buddy now it's actually uncomfortable but he'll he'll actually open up on some subjects a little yep. bit more I think the Mayweather questions that Kirk had him answer you know proposed to yep. him a couple of months ago wouldn't say it's been awkward because Brady as he admits to himself he never holds a grudge but it's been not as chummy, which may be better. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's maybe that's for the better. He and Jerry, I guess, are still chummy enough. We've had some pretty good weeks of it, as far as like some viral quotes with the yep. Trump divisive, Trump. and um, this week, I guess, the Kaepernick thing was the probably the biggest takeaway. That yeah, actually, I, th- he doesn't I was going to ask Kirk. Kirk kind of got a lot of slack, some some back backlash on Twitter for bringing this up. All of a sudden, do you have a problem when Kirk keeps going back to these stuff that were? Like the Kaepernick stuff that you really know that not isn't going to get much of a reaction. No, I mean I think that's a great question to be honest. I mean he's back in the news again. Um, he's a fellow player, or at least I guess he's still somewhat. I mean the law, the quote unquote lawsuit is still it's uh, at behest of the PA, right? I don't even know the, the whole details on that. They're gonna it's still within the league parameters. So he's yep. he's a colleague. It's it's in the news. Um, they just picked up Brian Hoyer. So yep. the Patriots were in the backup quarterback market recently. I mean, I think it's totally fair game. Yep. I don't think that was a, a side swipe at all. Yeah. He didn't answer it much, but even 
even when he says nothing. People but, still may get something. Yeah, I mean, they could have asked him about Goodell again this week, but he is— Jim Gray got, got that last Gray night. Gray did, yeah, and got a little bit out of him, I guess. Yeah, as, much, again, as much as he's going to get. Yeah, it's Brady's MO. He's just not going to talk about Goodell. We've, they've tried it a couple times, so— yep. Uh, I would say this week was fine. It was even the guys admitted afterward. It was not one of our better uh, Brady appearances. Do you think over overall this year though, you guys are making good use out of the spot with with what you've done? I think so. I mean, the ratings show that it's still a blockbuster for us, even when we replay it. I know some people, but not everyone's up at six fifteen in the morning. Yeah, people, you know, give me something original. How about some new content? But uh, people do want to hear what Brady has to say. The numbers show it. So that's just a. It's a numbers game. That's why we replayed it again uh, today on Tuesday at 7 a.m. Yep. This actually got me thinking, are you guys going to bring back the Talk Over Belichick segment on, on Fridays? We got a lot of backlash from corporate on that or upper management. You are management now. We are sort of management. Sort of management. You know, yep. that's the way Kirk and Jerry. Curtis and I didn't ask for this. Believe me. Yep. Uh, but, yo, know, back to the uh, the, the Belichick. They, uh, there were some who didn't like the cacophony of sound. I think they've kind of backed off that. As our ratings have been good, they mm-hmm. kind of let us do what we want to do. Yep. Uh, but I don't know. That's not. We haven't really taken many Belichick press conferences no. live uh, this year at all, uh, for whatever reasons. Did you like the bit? Or? I don't get to listen to it because I'm actually at at Belichick's press conference, so I can't hear it. But yeah. I, it's. I think it's it's entertaining. I think that God, people got so pissed. Some, uh, that's some that's people. that's the best part. Yeah, maybe we should bring it back. Uh, maybe. Uh, God, they keep winning every week. Well, that, that's what I was going to. That's actually one of the questions I want to get to you guys. You guys don't spend much time talking about the Patriots, like <laughs> that's at all. False. That's a. That's a. You. Got, I mean, cliche I criticism of the show. Absolutely false. We talked Martellus Bennett for a full segment today. <laughs> Bob Kraft for a full segment yesterday. Both very good. I, I don't know. Do you got? Do you get the feeling that you don't, just don't need to talk about the team just because there's not any storylines well, to really yeah, talk I mean, about? You can't what, just what, talk about nothing. I agree. What, what What about the Patriots is compelling right now? I do think the Kraft Goodell thing is, yep. is compelling. We, I mean, Martellus Bennett yesterday. Yeah, Martellus Bennett and Bennett. We did a segment on that today. Um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, besides the Jerry go- had Bobby Door stories to get to. What, you can't that, get in the way of that. Of course not. Of course not. But no, you're right. I mean, besides the Jimmy Garoppolo trade this year, what what really yeah, has the Garoppolo there- trip? We had a ton of Patriots stock last week with the trade. Yeah, uh, I mean, was that last week? Yeah, last. Yeah, week. two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. And your Friday guests have been outstanding this year. Is that sincere or is that? <laughs> That's eh, a little bit. A little was, bit. They start to blend together. Who do we have last week? Oh, Mad Dog. Mad Dog. Big, big, that was a big bit football of a rough spot expert. For Mad Dog. He, he's big into football. I don't want to criti- criticize Mad Dog because Kirk just loves him. He doesn't care. It's almost like a. St- no matter what. But Mad Dog's better when he's ranting and he's yep. he's uh, he's upset about something. Who's been your favorite? Was pretty tame. Your Mad favorite Dog. football Friday guest? Who, who would that be? Oh, Charlie White. Oh, of course. Far. Double 87. Yeah. The most memorable. Schefter's been good. Uh, Florio's fine. I think it's a decent spot. Yep. With the new merger, Jerry is pushing pushing hard for a boomer, of ooh, course, ooh. to come back. So he's Thoughts? now back in the family. I don't know Boomer that well because right. uh, he's on up against us. We hear him a little bit. Yep. Kirk pretty much hates him. I think yep. it might be good. It might be a good once a week. Yeah, at least to try it out. Maybe yep. he'll be a Monday guy instead of a Friday guy. I don't know. Yep. Um, but yeah, we're hurting. I mean, who else would you suggest? I, we had Pete Shepard on one week, for God's sakes. Uh, I, speaking of Pete, I tried to get him on this podcast today. He wouldn't come on? He told me no. He gave me, he saved, gave me the same line he gave Curtis. Corporate has told him he cannot do this, anything with EEI because of the merge. So, wow, Mr. Beasley. Yeah, he said that he misses us, though. You know, he's upset about it because Curtis on our last podcast yeah. said, 
he told some tales out of school that Ooh. Pete is trying to get his partner Craig Sheehan. I did hear that shivved in the back. Pete didn't like that. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think that was supposedly told in confidence. So Ooh. Pete's a little uh, upset. Uh, I can understand that. Plus, they get a lot of Miami Hurricanes talk going on right now. He was wearing the turnover chain. Yeah, sure. Yeah. He's been a fan going back to the 70s, as he told us. Oh, absolutely. Breaking down the, the, the Fort Myers High School in between that. Pete will be back someday. Pete never goes away for very long. And in the meantime, we'll always have uh, clips that we can pirate, so that's fine. I was looking forward to the Dino and Pete Pete show over, over Christmas break. Yeah, we do need Dino back for the weekends or for the holidays coming up. It's still stunning that that's... Those words came out of Dino's mouth. I would consider fill-in work with uh, you guys in the summer or over Christmas. But he would be good. He legitimately would be good for our weekend. Who would you pair him with? Trenny. I mean, Trenny or Tomasi would be easy. Tr- Tomasi would, would easily give up his his shift for, for that, obviously. Oh, Tomasi. But, but Trenny, I mean, when does she work on the weekends? It's just like a once-a-month once a thing now. Right. Are you, are you in Bradford's camp on this? Or Everybody's down on Trenny. She is getting I'm not down on Trenny. Belani was taking shots at I did see that. I did see that. And you you chimed in, too, I think. No, no. Oh, I just, you just told him to knock it off. I just wanted to, yeah, not knock it off, just to make the public aware of what was happening. Well, as as senior yeah, management, family. senior management, part of the weekend programming, is that your duty or is that Curtis? Uh, Curtis handles weekend programming. Yeah. What is What are his thoughts on, on Trenny bailing on, on the weekends? See, Trenny... Um, Trenny is also uh, – she should have fought back with this to Bradford because Bradford attacked her a little bit, and she responded with the, you know, the uh, – Yeah, 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 like I need to get my voice that, over. That sort of approach. Yeah. But all she really had to say was, this company cares so much about me compared to you. I only have to work half the time, and they still beg for me to come back on the air. Meanwhile, Bradford lost his job. Much as I love Rob, yep. he and Giardi get axed for Buck and Reamer on Sunday mornings. Well, that's just that's just like a one-off when the Patriots are later on in the day. Okay, but still, that was that used to be the Sunday morning show. Yep. Uh, so maybe Curtis will think about re now that he's got some power. If Bradford yep. gets on his good side, maybe he'll get back in there. But uh, I think Rob enjoys his Sunday morning sleeping in. I don't think so. I think he's annoyed. Ooh. Deep down, don't you think? No, I think I think he he, just, he didn't want to do that show. No, I think he enjoys his his Sunday morning to, to sleep in. Now Rob likes to be a part of it all, at <laughs> least to feel wanted. I mean, who doesn't? And I can understand from his point of view, he's a little upset that Trenny doesn't take this job that seriously. But the reality is, there aren't that many females that are willing to do this job and do it well as she does. Yep. And I think she's she's pretty good uh, host. Yep. Uh, I do wish they had a, a pivot in there. Dino would be perfect. That would be a great show. Dino with Trenny and Tomasi. Ooh, three three people. Oh man, it would be awesome for a weekend show. Saturday afternoons, cancel all the plans, get in front of the radio. Um, I don't know about that, but it would be a it would be a a step up because those two are just they're easy going the pace is a little slow yeah uh it's a little too relaxed so dino would light a fire on him i think one more before i let you go big hot stove show tomorrow night huge you looking forward to it big spot yeah well it's a little bit of an awkward situation to step into because mutt doesn't want to do the show fair he's doing it i shouldn't say he doesn't want to do it but i think he's uh a little down on it. He's a little down on it. He's a little. He wishes it were like nine o'clock instead of eight o'clock. Yep. He gets heat from Kirk for talking Red Sox at all, so he doesn't really want to. But it's his show. Bradford's kind of pushing him around with guests. Gets good guests. I mean, what's wrong with? I think that's what makes the show good. I, you know, I love baseball. Talk. Right. I'll talk. To Who any, we got this week? I don't know. Like Bradford's coming back from the uh, GM meeting, so right. he's got a lot of uh, I think packaged audio. He wants to. Uh, he just talked to the uh, Royals GM, his good buddy Drayton yep. Moore today. So. Uh, maybe we'll get some of that in. I don't know. Uh, Who would you want to talk to? 
Well, Dombrowski and, and Cora are always great, but he had Cora on on the weekend. Right. Um, Dombrowski's obviously busy down at the GM meetings, I'm sure. Yeah, for, for an hour show, I don't think you really need anybody. Yep. Bradford likes to have guests that he can uh, sort of like package them later as this this person joined us, go listen to the show. All right. I can see that depending on the week. I think right now there's there's enough going on as far as uh, the start of free agency. I I think now it's just it's, this is a kind of a cliche when you just Giancarlo Stanton or J.D. Martinez open up the phone lines. I, mean, I don't think you, you This really is what's going to happen tomorrow night? You guys are break down? Uh, you know, it's not my show, so I'm going to talk to those guys and see what they want to do. But yep. it would seem to me you don't want to really overthink this one, right? I mean, there's what's the big talker this week? Stanton, although Stanton is kind of being pushed out quickly. Right. The price is too high and he doesn't want to come to Boston. Right. So maybe that's that. You could also, get. you could totally break down the prospects that they would give up to, to acquire him. So well, that, that's, yeah. that's what they brought you in for, I think. Well, I, the, it's funny you say that. I asked uh, Joe Zarbano, the GM, am I allowed to go on the hot stove show? Oof. Uh, you know, they want me to be a part of it. I'm coveted. Yep. As a member of the Red Sox broadcast team now. Yes. And uh, his uh, response was gushing. He said, yeah, you know, if they want to talk some minor league guys, sure. You, they can have you on. You can give your, your take on some minor league guys. See, so, look, look what I, was, I did. It was a big endorsement, yeah. Look, look what I did with this podcast back then. Right. Everyone knows you as the you minor league guy. a little niche. Me and Ryan, Ryan Hanelby. That's as, right. As Jerry, as Jerry used to call me. Yep. Our guy, Ryan Hanelby. How do you say? Yeah, Hanelby. And uh, here we are now. That's right. All right, so tomorrow night, what is it, 8 to 9? 8 to 9. All right, 8 I'm, to I'm 9. Just, I'm just the point guard. All right. Bradford and Mutt are the stars. All right. Well, so those guys will be dropping the hammer. All right, we'll, we'll look forward to that, and maybe we'll have you on, on down the road if, you know, Curtis, <laughs> Pete Shepard, if, if all these guys said no. But all right, th- thanks, thanks for coming on, Ken. All right, thanks, Ryan. Last but not least, Rich Keefe. Rich, what were your uh, thoughts on Sunday's big win in Denver by the Patriots? Uh, really impressive by the Patriots, but at the same time, I Denver being terrible was a big takeaway. Like Denver being cooked, and you heard guys like Derek Wolf and others after the game. Like they're embarrassed to be playing for that team. I think Vance Joseph is in way over his head. They've allowed ninety-two points in the last two weeks. Yep. They lost to the Giants like four or five weeks ago. Uh, they, they're on this long losing streak. So Denver's terrible, but at the same time, to see the Patriots kind of put it together everywhere. Like the special teams was obviously great. Defense once again held them down, even though it was a bad offense. Who cares? Uh, and the offense was able to to move the ball. They were able to run the ball. They were able to throw it. Brady looked great again. So it was a dominant win. But Denver sneaky is one of the worst teams they've played all year. I'm I'm kind of with you. Like my, I wrote for the website today that yeah, the defense has been all right lately. But it, you have to look at who they've played, and I think that you need to see you know one or two more strong performances holding a team less than, than you know say 20 points. But I think the one thing that stood out to me was they still allow these big plays. They allowed five plays of 20 or yards more, and I think that's something that could come back to hurt them in the playoffs. So where are you with the defense? Do you, do you trust them, or do you still need to see more? I trust them enough because I think the, I like the offense, and I, I trust them enough to not let these guys wide. Like some of the plays that Malcolm Butler led up, like Emmanuel Sanders is is a really good route runner, and he could he's a tough guy to defend one on one. And so it certainly wasn't a good game for Butler, yeah. but there were there were times where he was on him, and, and he just made and Sanders just made a better play. I trust him in the sense that right now I think points allowed they're somewhere in the middle of the pack. 14. Yeah, and that's all I need. That's all I needed to see, and I think that's at least trending in the, in the right direction. And I also go back and say, all right, you know, Pittsburgh they're going to face uh, in Week 15. They already faced Kansas City, and if we're just looking at the AFC, like what offense even there 
would scare. Like, what offense do I think is just going to automatically put up 30? There probably isn't one anymore. Like, I, I'm sure they learned their lesson and they're better from when they played Kansas City. So oh, I don't think that's going to happen again. So, you know, the defense, because they have such a great offense, the defense now to me is, is good enough. Mm. What's your take on the whole Martellus Bennett situation? It's very strange. It's, it's, uh, I feel like the Packers are, are kind of at fault here, but so is Bennett. But I, well, f- at fault's not the right word. Like, Bennett found sort of a loophole here because yep. like, he's not breaking any rules. No. And so I think Martellus Bennett used it to the, you know, he basically quit on the Packers because Aaron Rodgers got hurt. And he and his agent were telling other teams, don't claim him because he's not going to play for you. And then the Patriots claim him. He's like, oh, they can win a Super Bowl. I played there last year. I will play for them. So. Yeah, you could say it's kind of a, like a dirty move right. or whatever you want to say, but it's within his rights. And, and these teams have – they're always just screwing around players so much. So I, I kind of like seeing it. And, it, I mean, it's with the Patriots, so like right. I'll, I'll take it. He's joining the team that I root for, so yeah. go for it. But I don't know if maybe down the road they're going to make some sort of rule. Like I, I, I yeah. wouldn't be shocked if there's a Martellus Bennett rule in a couple of years. Uh, you know, if teams are, are fighting over whether a guy's going to need surgery and then – the Packers are also at fault too, don't you think? For if they want this money back, like they could have just kept them, they could have just IR them, just IR and moved on. They exactly. So I feel like they kind of screwed this up, and then it just landed right in the laps of uh, of the Patriots. So it, it worked out. And the other thing to that too is every team in the league had the chance to claim Bennett, even if even if they knew that or were told they weren't going to Bennett wasn't going to play for them. They could have just claimed them to prevent what actually happened. That's why they could have just blocked them, right? And it wasn't like they had to take on a ton of money, exactly. And so, especially with some of these teams that have a lot of money left, was right. like four hundred thousand dollars or yeah, whatever it, it would have been. So they they could have done that. And then if he said, "Well, I'm getting the surgery," they say, "All right, well, fine. At least you're not helping the Patriots." Well, that's a th- yeah, like a team like the Steelers, or the Chiefs, any right. any competitive team in the AFC. Just you know, you want to look at the Patriots and and do anything you can to prevent them from getting better. Even so, like the like I know they're out of it, but even like the Jets or the Bills, just to screw with them, oh, just yeah. to say like. We're not gonna we're not gonna let this happen. Even though I mean, th- neither one of those teams look like they're gonna make the playoffs now. But that seemed like it would have been a, a classic maneuver on their part, just to be like, you're not gonna get the guy that you want for doing and uh, doing absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. What were your thoughts when you asked Belichick about about Bennett? Did you did you like his, well, re- his response of playing stupid? I guess no, I wasn't surprised uh, by the first response. So then I followed it up again, and then I, I thought to myself, should I follow it up a third time? But I didn't. What was I really going to get? And maybe right. I should have. Maybe as an interviewer, and I'm sure people listening in the car were saying, all right, what, one more. Like, let, one more volley at it. He wasn't going to answer it, but just make him be more specific. Because he, he took it where I'm not going to talk about another team or I don't know anything about it. So then I followed up. Because that wasn't even my first question right. to begin with. It was more about how do you feel about what Bennett is saying. Because he never wants his players to talk about injuries. No, never. And let alone go on Instagram and go have a, a ton of posts and then even talk post game a little bit about it and how crazy this whole week has been for him. So I think we know what the answer is, but he wouldn't go there at all. And then he does this all the time. He's done it to you. He's done it to everybody who asks him a question where you ask him a question and it seems to be pretty clear and right. he'll just focus on one thing and be like, right. well, I'm not going to talk about another team. I'm right. like, well, I'm not asking you to talk about another team. I'm asking right. you to talk about Bennett. So maybe I could have had one more. It was also early in the interview, so I didn't want him to be just yeah, the super annoyed the rest of the time, and then maybe we wouldn't have gotten anything out of him. Although I'm not sure we got a ton out of him anyway. Th- so normally we are in person. We're at right. Gillette Stadium, and the four of us, Dale, Michael, myself, and Bill, are always in the same room. And that's how we do our interviews, which is somewhat rare for radio. So many of them are over the phone. But with him, he's always in studio. This is a case where 
he's in Colorado Springs. I don't know if he's in a hotel room. I don't know if he's in a meeting room. I don't know where the hell he is. He's on, he's on a cell phone, and I think we, we, you know, we tried to do the best we could. Do you think I should have asked him another? I'm kind of with you. You kind of know what you're going to get. You know what you're going to get, yeah. and, and I mean, you already kind of did follow up with a more right. specific question. And you, like you said, it was early in the interview. You don't want to kill the rest of the interview. Right. So, I mean, maybe you could have saved the band and stuff for the end right. and then done it. But, I mean, like you said before, what were you really going to get? I feel like that was the most interesting thing to ask him this week. I mean, that is a big story. Everybody in the league is talking about it. What uh, It'll be interesting. We're, we got Peter King on the show today. Get his thoughts on that well as well as all the commissioner Jerry right. Jones stuff but with the Bennett stuff you know our our team's really annoyed or the Packers going to be able to get anything out of this or they just say whatever but as far as players on the Patriots they don't say anything and you know that they have opinions like I think it was we talked to Matthew Slater earlier in the year during the, all the anthem stuff yep. and he's like yeah I have a I have a strong opinion about this but I just don't really feel like sharing it or whatever it was right. and the team some guys sort of spoke some guys didn't and then that was kind of it for a while and Martellus Bennett, it's funny, if you look at his Instagram post, it literally must have been between practice and the flight. Yes. It was somewhere in between right. there. So, like, where, he, was, he was with the he was in the confines he was probably of Gillette Stadium. Literally in the locker room, probably Instagramming all these posts out. It was it was crazy. And I guess they're letting him say what he wants for now, which is yeah. sort of unpatriotic. I mean, he, he kind of did last year, but but the thing with last year was it wasn't really about football. Like he went off on these tangents about you know his daughter being involved in, or knowing stuff about politics and you know the, in the imagination agency. Right. He went off Luke on that, Cage, that, that weird stuff, stuff, but it wasn't football stuff. No, and this, this is and this is football. This stuff. is football stuff. This is he's he's he, he added the Packers on the thing. He right. was saying Doctor McKenzie on the thing. And then how about the blowback, too, from all of the current Packers, Packers yeah. like Jordy Nelson, Aaron Rodgers, all saying this guy is the best. So Martellus Bennett has never left a team, with the exception of the Patriots yeah. last year, on good terms. On good terms. Everybody. I mean, the, the Cow- Jason Witten hates them. It yep. didn't work well with the Bears. The nope. Giants was – I think that was, was that a one and done? I don't yeah, think – I think it was only there one year. So it's strange. He, he seems to be a fit for the Patriots. I don't think – say the Patriots drafted him. It probably wouldn't have been a fit no. for you know eight years, but for one and a half years, I, th- I think it'll be fine. And getting a Super Bowl out of and it. And a Super Bowl, and, and absolutely, and, and knowing that he has a great quarterback, knowing as he has a great other tight end, you know, it's it's hard to crap on those guys, yeah. right? Without looking like you're a lunatic. Last one before you go. Just you've been interviewing Belcher for what a year now. Yeah. How do you feel? Do you feel like you're the guy that asks the so-called tough questions? Do you like having that that role? I don't think I'm necessarily that guy. I think there's definitely been times where both Dale or Michael have asked him tough questions, and it depends on the week too. Yeah. And you also notice, you know, like like a, a week ago, where we were talking about that Seth Wickersham right. article, it almost it didn't matter who was interviewing him that day. Like he wanted to get that information That's out. Right. Like you could have just started with any kind of thing anywhere in that ballpark, he would have taken it and gone. Like well, I I try to do the best I can on those interviews, but a lot of times. I think he makes up his mind before he walks in the door what his how, much, is. how much he's going to say and yeah. how much he wants to share. And you can be the greatest interviewer or pretty close to the worst interviewer. And You're still going to get the same. I feel like you do. I mean, yeah. and that's, I, I've talked to him for a year. Dale and Michael have talked to him for a lot longer than that. But just even talking to those guys about it, that's sort of the sense you get. Like, he, he knows what he's going to say. And that's, I mean, you can tell out of all the guys I interview, when you ask him a question, he more than anybody else will really stop and listen, yep, and then formulate his answer and go from there. Whereas other guys will immediately kind of answer a question, and they right. might like John Farrell, for example. I think was maybe even finding his answer as he's talking, yep. and that can get you into trouble. I mean, I right. do it too. I think a lot of people do that, but Belichick doesn't do that. Belichick waits. 
thinks about it, and then has a calculated answer. And so again, some days some days he's great, other days he doesn't give you as much, and it can be kind of frustrating. But that's just kind of the the nature of talking to him. That's a good way of putting it. So this week NFL Sunday show with Mutt, four o'clock game. So you'll be in twelve stu- to four, in, yeah, in studio. Yes. Gear up for the, for the stretch run here. Getting ready for the Raiders, which at the beginning of the season, like we all circled as a great game, and now maybe not so much. Not, not, not really. <laughs> no. All right, thanks a lot, Rick. All right, see you.